This is Martin Bamba's Rockin' Home Show on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. February 17th edition. Thanks so much for being here with us. Uh, it's going to be a great day today, albeit a cool one. Yeah, it's uh, downright cold, actually. I think we got one little last blast of winter coming in. At least we hope that's what it is, is the last blast of winter. Uh, thanks to those who are watching us on Facebook Live this morning. If you're not watching us on Facebook Live, please, please get on there. Take a look. We'd uh, we'd love to have you follow us. It's the Rock and Home Show page. Just just look up Rock and Home Show. You'll find it. Uh, get on there, uh, like us, follow us, and join us on here each and every Saturday morning, nine to eleven. Nine to eleven Saturdays, right here. And uh, except on except on uh, best of weekends. Best of weekends, it'll be probably just audio on the radio. Uh, lots of places you can listen to this show. You can listen online, of course. Uh, where where we are right here on the on the Facebook page, Rockin' Home Show. And uh, you can also listen at KTSA.com, AM 550 and FM 1071 if you happen to be in the San Antonio and Central Texas area. Uh, but we love list- we love listeners from wherever you're coming from. I, I, I mean, I know we've got them out of state, in state. we got them all over the place. But uh, good morning, Arndt. Good morning. Thanks for joining us, bud. Uh, we appreciate that. By the way, my name is Martin Bamba. That's my bud, Jim Smith, right over there. And we are here to help. Indeedy. Indeedy diddy. So, uh, how was your week, brother? It was good. Valentine's good? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I cooked uh, steaks and uh, baked potatoes and uh, asparagus. That's a hard word to say. Asparagus. Yes, yes. Aspergrass. Aspergrass. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah we uh you you texted me and i'm like man that sounds really good deb and i did a little little more simplicity simplicity that that evening we did a beautiful charcuterie board and i got to give a shout out to uh to our favorite cheese shop it's called otto's cheese in uh, new Braunfels, and these people have the best selection of cheeses that you're going to find anywhere and i'm talking anywhere they've got the most beautiful selection of cheeses and and meats and things like that. They'll put together charcuterie boards for you. They'll sell you the products, and you can put your own charcuterie board together. I, I know that those have gotten so popular, and, and Debbie and I love it because you can sit down and enjoy a, a you know dinner and and not have it be a meal that just makes you want to explode. You know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And uh, and and with a with a glass of wine, it's just fantastic. Just a nice chill evening. So that's what we did for for Valentine's. Of course, Valentine's Day was also uh, the beginning of Lent. It was Ash Wednesday. So uh, for for our Catholic friends out there, um, uh, Lenten season is here, and Lenten season's here for everybody. But Lenten season's here, and and that means typically fish on Fridays. My dad used to observe fish on Fridays and on Wednesdays. He was like ultra stickler because back in the day that's the way it was you 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 didn't eat meat on wednesdays or on fridays and then of course you've got your your lenten penance which is you know giving up something right i always gave up liver and onions i always hey look i don't want to brag but i did great i'm sure you I did. did i I'm never sure broke did. never once did i ever break my lenten uh, never i'm, I'm sure i'm sure <laughs> 
any, any good Catholic out there is going, that doesn't count. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It doesn't count. You're absolutely correct. Uh, hey, listen, on today's show, we've got some great topics coming up for you. Uh, on the home improvement side of things, we're going to be talking, and, and it's kind of timely. It's going to be cold today, so you're going to feel it. If you've got those single-pane drafty windows today, you're feeling it. And tonight, you're going to feel it. Uh, why are energy-efficient windows important? We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some things that are thrown about in the in the market when it comes to windows uh, that a lot of people don't really understand. Things like U-value versus R-value versus solar heat gain coefficient. We're going to be talking about all of those things on the show today. We're going to be talking about what the Energy Star standards are in our region as well as in other parts of the country and explain why that dictates and, uh, and, and, and gives you the reason to buy a certain window in a certain region. And why certain windows are outstanding uh, in Minnesota or uh, Wisconsin or someplace like that, but not so much in South Texas, and vice versa, by the way. Uh, there's, there's reasons for that. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about material types and windows. What types of materials are windows made of and why? And what are the benefits of those? We're going to talk about that as well. So lots of good stuff. Uh, talking windows on the show today. It's, it's, we're, of course, sponsored by Window World. Uh, but we don't talk about windows a whole lot, you know, unless, no, unless a no. caller asks us about them. Well, we don't want to seem self-serving. No, no, but but uh, it is a topic that a lot of people have questions about. Uh, we're going to talk about low E and, and the different types of low E. So lots of great information on the show today. If you're considering replacing your windows or you've already talked to some companies and you're considering replacing your windows and you just, you just wonder, am I getting the best deal I can get? Should, do I need what they're selling me? And, uh, is this a good price? We're going to talk about all of that on the show today. So if you have window questions today, any day is a great day for that, but today is especially good because that's going to be our main topic on the show today. Uh, we are also going to be talking to country side of things. Don Cooper-Stevens, who's in our producer's room today. Thank you, Don. Appreciate you being in there. A couple of weeks ago, you suggested a topic for our top five. And what was that topic, my friend? Well, I think you're the one who suggested this. This was your suggestion, by the way. Was it mine? Yes, it was. Okay, well. Yes, it was. Okay, so. well, I'll take th- then. That's <laughs> me patting myself on the back. That's- credit where credit is due. Exactly. So top five. Uh, red dirt slash texas artists and and don and i will get into the conversation about which came first the oklahoma or the texas so <laughs> i think don's right but i'm mm. i'm grudgingly admitting that. i do have one issue though you have this huge window world screen behind you right yeah yeah well, well the problem is i can still see jim shouldn't he be sitting <laughs> behind the screen you you think you think one one that's this big I could hide him, but no, he's still right there. What right did I there. do to, to deserve this this morning? I I've been you nothing, showed up. I've been nothing but nice all morning. You know, for a year we had to be nice to you. Yeah, I guess so. I guess you're just all uh, you're both just trying to make up for lost time. That's it, brother. That's it. That's it. I we, I, now I get it. We only kid the ones we love. You know that. I know that. Of course, you I know, know that. that. So uh, lots, lots of good information on the show today. And, of course, your calls, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Again, if you're not tuning in on Facebook Live, we want to blow this up. We want, we want so many viewers. Uh, I mean, we, we got lofty goals when it comes to the Facebook Live feed. Uh, we, we had, on the first week, I want to say we had 57 or 58 people 
we, we want to see it in the hundreds, if not the thousands. So uh, please tune in. It's uh, it's it's on the uh, f- the Facebook live feed is on the Rockin' Home Show page. Just go on Facebook, look up Rockin' Home Show, and boom. There you are. Uh, hey, let's go ahead and get to a phone call before we get to our first break because uh, it, it, it's a friend of mine. Hey, good morning, Mike. How you doing this morning? Standing. How are you gentlemen doing? I'm good. If you guys didn't notice in the first three seconds who that is, that's my buddy Mike Hermes who does a show here with his lovely daughter Holly every uh, every Saturday afternoon talking about real estate. And, uh, man, I'm glad you called because I, I, I've been meaning to ask him. We talked the other day. We didn't have time to do that lunch we talked about, but I've been meaning to ask you what what is the real estate mar- market looking like right now? Is it kind of a uh, a buyer's market, a seller's market? What's it looking like? It's right in between. It is the uh, it, it is. There's much less on the market, but prices have pretty much held. You know, uh, they're down two percent over last year, but the sales have been something like thirty seven percent. Are you seeing but Are you seeing overall, the prices come down a little bit? Are we seeing uh, interest rates have come down a, a notch or two? But are we seeing uh, any of the uh, of the prices, the home prices, coming down at all? Not necessarily home prices, but I have seen significant um, buyer incentives. You know, beforehand, if you made an offer, you'd have to go over. You'd have to have a waiver of appraisal, so if it didn't appraise, you'd still pay the difference. The seller, uh, the buyer would pay the closing costs, the, the uh, title policy, uh, survey, the home warranty, sometimes the commissions. Now, the sellers are paying closing costs again. It's a much better time to buy. Much better time to buy. Absolutely. I, I mean, there was that, that time period during uh, the, the pandemic that, there were people that were getting beat. I, here's here's a good example of this. I couldn't even believe this. I saw on a, on a House Hunters episode the other day. There was this couple that was looking for a house, and I forgot what market it was in. It was I think I think, and I don't want to talk out of turn, but I think it was upstate New York. They were looking for a house. They had been searching for a house for six years, six years, and they had been outbid over a hundred times going in. Oh above full price so that's what the market was like uh now we're getting back down to reality and you know a full price offer is is a doable offer and maybe even a little negotiating again which is great i mean i i I, you know i'm thankful for the for the up point especially if you were a seller uh but it is nice to have you know a little more stability in that market Absolutely. Before we had an average of about 25, 26 days on market. Right now we're at about 49 days on the market. Yeah, so there is more flexibility, but the prices overall have, have remained very stable. Well, 49 days seems like a lot, especially whenever, if, if you happen to sell a house two years ago and it, and it, yes. uh, it liquidated before it ever hit the market. That, 49 days seems like a long time, but that's not an inordinately large amount of time, I wouldn't say. That is a healthy amount of time. Yes. They, they say 60 days is the average market. So it's a healthy amount of time. And to me... When I started in uh, the late 80s, there was about a 240-day average time because the market was so bad. Man, I mean, and that, that is, is the reality of a bad market. 
That that is yeah. uh, that is definitely a buyer's market, uh, and if you have cash, you are king in that type of market. Absolutely, but the reason I called is I have had your windows, the Window World windows, in I think three of my homes, and I don't even know how many um, uh, rental properties that I put them in, and not only is the quality spectacular. I remember when I was sold on the windows, I was at your house looking at it to sell, and I was standing on a 110-degree day, and I was standing in front of your window, and I was like, oh, my God, it's cool. I don't feel any heat. And at my house, I could just feel the heat radiating through. And not only do you have a spectacular product, your prices are incredibly fair. And the most important thing to me with any business is I, I have literally hundreds of clients to you. And one of, them, one of my clients had problems. And you didn't just take care of it. You went way overboard. And I just want people to know what type of person and what type, what type of family runs your company. Brother, I, I couldn't thank you more. Those are very, very kind words, and uh, and I uh, obviously have appreciated over the years our friendship, and, and the business you've sent our way has been awesome. Uh, I, I do appreciate that. And I will tell you, if you want somebody that's going to handle your real estate transaction uh, in a professional and efficient way, uh, whether you're buying or you're selling, you're not going to do any better than, than the Hermes team. Thank you. And Hello. Those Hello, Mike. Are all earned, by the way. You're right. You just there's nobody I'd ever else consider. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Uh, Jim. Jim says hi. Hi, Mike. <laughs> hey, how are you doing, sir? <laughs> I'm doing great. I couldn't get a word in edgewise between you and Martin. Imagine that, Mike. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> now you yeah. know what it's like being friends with Jimmy all these years. Uh, yeah. Used to be. Used to be. <laughs> I'm more, I'm more quiet now. You you are a little uh, bit. I had to. Really? I had to after <laughs> yeah. after you were everything, forced. Every, everything that happened, I had to slow down. Yep. I can't even yeah. think that fast anymore, let alone talk that fast. I'll tell you how I'll tell you how bad it is. The exaggerations are only this big now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well maybe. maybe this big. Hey Mike, thanks for calling, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. And hey, hope, hey! Tell everybody, tell everybody about your show. Hello. Give, give yourself a plug for your show. Well, Holly and I will be on at three to four today and every Saturday, just like y'all are on uh, every Saturday from nine to eleven. We hold up the afternoon and uh, just love helping people. Well, awesome, brother! Thank you so much. Appreciate your call, and uh, we'll talk soon. Well, keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, and bud. Tell your prize I said hi. I certainly right. will, and you do the same, okay? Talk to you later, Mike. That's Mike Hermes. There he goes. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, we uh, we got to take a break. We're way up against it, but uh, we're going to get to your calls, too, at 210-599-5555. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Manuel says, uh, always try to picture Jim's face. Got it. Right. So I guess I guess you look how he thought you were going to look. I guess so. Now it's like uh, he knows beyond, beyond a doubt that I do have the perfect face 
for radio. <laughs> That's what you yeah. always say. What you always say. I want that, you. I don't say that. You say that. That person's going to need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> they only thought they wish they knew. Right? There's sometimes there's things you can't unlearn. People come for miles around just to get a little unwound. I want to drink a little, dance a little. I'm in on stars up. So this is an artist that Don turned me on to several months ago. He is as honk. I mean that that is honky tonk to the bone, man. Uh, now this this wow. is this is Cody Johnson, by the way. That, that's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's good stuff. So today's top five is top five red dirt slash Texas artists. Cody Johnson certainly falls into that, and that's the interesting thing about red dirt country and Texas country is that. It's not just country. It, it, red dirt music encompasses everything from the blues to southern rock to country to Metallica to western swing to no, not Metallica. Uh, but <laughs> no, really, really, real what? Yeah, there's there's that fine line between country and rock. Actually, there there really is. And mm-hmm. if and if you've heard, you know, a lot of the bands that are out there, you, you listen to Band of Heathens. They've got blues and rock influence. The uh, Red Clay Strays have that type of influence. And then you've got some like this guy, like Cody Johnson, that is just as honky-tonk country dance hall that you you know, you know can get. So uh, we're going to be talking about our top five lists. And if you have one, too, we'd love to see it up on the Facebook page. We'd love to have you call in and talk about it. But if you have a, a top five list of your favorite Red Dirt slash Texas artists, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, it Jim said it was the di- most difficult list he's had to put together yep. yet. Yep, because I, it's just so many to choose from, and you you basically are looking at you know different genres. Right, you know, exactly. Red dirt, Texas country, uh, Texas, uh, modern Texas country. Yep, old time Texas t- country. There's just so many genres to look at. It's hard to narrow it down to five. So uh, we did. We did. We narrowed it down. But, but again, like most weeks, it's going to be with the caveat of there are a lot of other people I really could have put on that list and wish and also, I could have. And also, uh, a genre that I'd, I looked at some also is Texas country music uh, Latino, uh, Hispanic, because that's a genre in itself. However, there's some of those. Well, if you wanted to widen it up enough... Pantera is Texas music. It is. Stevie Ray Vaughan is Texas music. It, he is. ZZ Top is yes, Texas sir. music. Yes, sir. Uh, George Strait is Texas music. All of those are Texas artists, yes. Right. They are all, but when you look at the Red Dirt category, I think about who you would see on a Red Dirt bill if it was a, if it was a concert, you know, right. or if it was a festival, who would be on that type of bill, who would be played on a Red Dirt radio station. Um, and, and although all of those are, are Texas artists and phenomenal Texas artists, by the way, in fact, one of these days we're going to do something that's just all Texas artists and, you know, and, and doesn't matter what the genre is. Uh, right. but we, but we're talking specifically, uh, about that. We're talking specifically about Patricia Hall. Patricia says Don has a voice for radio. I don't know if that's a, uh, I think that's a, a compliment, Don. We don't want to give him the big head, Patricia. He's he's just in there, you know, producing the show. Don't don't 
Well, don't don't inflate him too much. I had to put my headphones on. <laughs> you had to put so your I headphones on for that. Did you notice his voice back and he becomes Barry White? What and, happened? Yes, and, yes. I'm, and, and I'm waiting for hey, Jim to baby. say he's got a uh, face for radio as well. No, 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 no. I would never do that. Patricia, I agree. Don's got a great voice. He really does. He's got a phenomenal voice. That's funny. Isn't, uh, it, isn't it funny when someone finds out that you do that you work in radio and you meet someone for the first time and says, well, talk something in radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, yeah. but, you know. Here's the, here's the biggest one is you sound just like you do on the air, and I'm like, oh, what do you think I do, go on the air and change my voice? <laughs> you know, so if somebody tells me to say something in radio, I'll probably say, next caller. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you'd say, we are here to help. There you go. That's I, what you we're here to help. That's what you'd say. And I could even get my voice. That's over. right, baby. Yeah. <laughs> we are here to every time, help. Every time somebody does that, it makes me think of uh, Craig Shoemaker and the Love Master. Is the Love Master, baby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know who I'm talking about, Don, at all? No. <laughs> Look up Craig Shoemaker, Love Master. It's fun. He's one of the funniest characters ever. Well, one of the best uh, different voices um on radio had to have been uh adrian Cronow. oh of course i mean that guy could do you know he did so but many I, but I, I think you're confusing adrian Cronauer with robin williams who no, played adrian Cronauer. No, uh, no listen to the original adrian Cronauer. no he was he, good he did he the was same good. thing he played several characters on the air I, I i've rarely had the opportunity to do that but at a station i was at in, in huntsville called khun uh, was um, and no, it was not prison run. Uh, it was a, a station I was at in Huntsville, and uh, I they had a top forty station that I was on, and they also had a country station. But I did a lot of commercials for whatever reason during that time period. I did a lot of commercials that had vo- that I used voices on, and and I mean I'd use a Cajun voice on one, or I'd use a saturday night live character on another one and 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 for whatever reason that was the only station i ever really did that on but the clients liked it and it worked and you know so i got to do that once but yeah voices have never been my my big thing it's just this is my voice take it or leave it (laughs) same with me my now mine changed uh some after my uh yeah incident yeah my voice and the way i spoke or speak changed some but this is it this is what you're gonna get well, I've, I've noticed even some national talk hosts who have been on the radio for years and years. I, I turned one on the other day and had not heard him in a very long time. And his voice appeared different to me. And I, I don't know if he had COVID and maybe it affected right, his voice. Right. That's, that, that's what happened to Kennedy. Right. Kennedy, who's running as an independent, has a, a, a horribly uh, damaged voice. And it was damaged because of COVID. Right. Yeah, so... Anyway, I've I've seen that too. Uh, do have to take a break, but before we go to the break, let's go. To, is it J Rick? Is that right? Am I am I saying is that right, Don? J Rick? Rick, just Rick. Hey, Rick. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are y'all today? Fantastic. Hey, great. Uh, I got a a white cream colored rock on my house, and it's got this black stuff growing on it. Okay. You know, I have to remove it. Sure. Get you a little bit of uh, either uh, vinegar or a little bit of bleach in a, a light water so- solution. 
spray it on, let it sit for about five minutes, and take the garden hose and rinse it off. Really? Yeah. Yes, what, what you're seeing, what you're seeing I, is mildew. What yeah. you're seeing is mildew. I, I, I tried to wet and forget, but it didn't work. Yeah, it. When, no, the wet and forget it, it, it doesn't work because the material that's growing on the rock is still on the rock, so you're not killing it. The vinegar or the bleach will kill it. Okay, how much vinegar and how much bleach? About a cup to a five. Ga- uh, I mean, a three-gallon sprayer of either one. You know, take that uh, little three-gallon pump-up sprayer. About a yeah. cup of vinegar or about a cup of uh, uh, bleach to that sprayer, fill it with okay. water and use that. And okay. and if for some re- and, and let it sit for a good 15, 20 minutes and then rinse it off. And if for some reason that doesn't work, uh, this is on stone? Yeah. Yeah, you can always pressure wash it. If it's stone, you should be able to pressure wash it, no problem. Yeah, if I pressure wash it and it comes back. And that's why, because you're not killing it, and and what we're what we're recommending you do will actually kill the the um, the organic product that's growing on there, which is which is the mildew or the or the moss or whatever it is. And also, is there a particular spot in the house that it always comes back at? Yes, it's on the east side of the house. Nothing on the west side. Do you have growth on that side of the house? Do you have uh, vegetation overgrowth or? No. Anything like that? Do you have any restrooms on that side of the house? There is one, yeah. Check for a water leak in the wall. A water leak in the wall? Yes, sir. But it's real high up, though. Just a, a, a water leak in the wall will co- constantly keep it moist. That's going to uh-huh. give a massive uh, temperature difference from uh, on either side of the rock that can be causing condensation on the rock which is uh, promoting the growth yeah and i I just wanted i just want to jump in jim always goes to what could be the worst issue and and he's right that could be that could be yeah wouldn't i know there was was a water leak from the slab or something uh no not necessarily and and i wouldn't even say that that's that would be my first guess Kill, yeah. kill it with with the uh, with the with the vinegar or with the uh, bleach solution. Give it a few weeks, see what happens, okay. and and if it keeps coming back, then you might want to look at at another possibility. But not so bad a, po- a possibility. It also, can be I I saw this on my house. If there's plumbing in the wall and it's ever had any work done on it, they removed the insulation in the wall to repair mm. the wall. Yep. That makes more sense. Now you have no insulation in that section. Right. No, that had never happened. Okay. So I've got another. Hey, thanks a lot for calling this morning, Rick. Appreciate you, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let, let you us know. let us know if that takes care of it for you. Okay. Oh yeah. All right, okay, brother. Have a great weekend. Uh, let's see here. We've got. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. Oh. Shanna says we had a roof leak last year. The roofing company came and fixed it. Now we're having mold spots appear inside the sheetrock, and it's spreading. Should we call mold remediation company for this? Uh, First thing I definitely I, would call the roofing company. Yeah, absolutely. And then get up in the attic and see if there's anything moist at that area uh, in the attic. Um, it could be that it was st- there's still a leak 
or it could be that the uh, growth had already started in the uh, materials. Now it's just continuing to grow. So there's a few things you need to look at. First thing I would do if it's on the walls, again, a light bleach solution on the wall, uh, kill it, and then see if it comes back. All right. Hey, Jamie says, uh, if this is becoming a music show, I'm in. Well, thanks, Jamie. Appreciate hey. you for that. Uh, it, 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 it's not going anywhere. It's going to be music and home improvement from here on out. So, yes, yes. So uh, we, we, uh, we try to do a good balance of it, and uh, we hope, we're glad you like it. Thank you very much, Jamie. Appreciate that. We feel like we're a show like no other uh, on the air right now. We, we talk home improvement. Yeah, there are a lot of home improvement shows out there, but we try to make it fun, and we incorporate uh, love for music into the show as well, which, to my knowledge, has never been done before. Uh, not to my knowledge either. It's, you know, and we've had uh, feedback both ways now. I've, uh, it's been overwhelmingly positive. Yes. Overwhelmingly yes. positive, and we, and we really appreciate that. Uh, I do want to address uh, Daniel uh, commented that Robert Kennedy Jr. I made a comment that Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, his, his voice was a result of uh, COVID. Uh, and and it is not. I stand corrected. I, I had heard that in a report on a reputable news source and uh, did not do my own research, but it is not COVID-related. Uh, he is correct. Uh, it's called spasmodic dysphoria. And uh, if you want to look up and know more about that, that's that's what's going on with Robert Kennedy Jr. and his, his uh, vocal abnormalities. Well, and with neurological disorders, I kind of know a little you know a little bit about it yeah um, i'm not gonna say what my opinion is about the neurological and the covid um i'm gonna leave it you're alone. gonna leave that alone aren't I you am. well and cammy said uh hi to you yeah but she didn't even say hi to it's me because she doesn't care about you hi tammy <laughs> Good morning, Tammy. Thanks for tuning in this morning. We appreciate it. Uh, we we uh, we have taken breaks late today, so we're gonna we're gonna take another one here in just a minute. Uh, but we do have things to talk about. We've got a caller on the line that's been hanging on. Let's get to Don. Don, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is your cousin Don down in Devon. I got a question for you. Maybe your opinion would be nice. Okay. My parents passed away, and we're trying to sell their home. And half of the house is concrete, other half uh, the foundation is in, in oak floor. About a quarter of the concrete foundation is cracked. It will not pass an inspection. And what option do we go at? Because the concrete sloped a little bit. Is it better to float the floor out with a, a filler? No, the, the the right thing to do will be to to address and fix the foundation problem. Now, here are your options. Uh, if you if you want, you have to disclose foundation problems when you're selling the house if they have not been corrected. And if they have been corrected, you need to disclose that as well. Um, but there's always the option of selling the house as is. The the buyer understands that it needs foundation repair. They understand that there is no warranties sold with the house. They understand that, you know, the price that they're paying is an as-is, whereas price. Uh, and that's one way to do it. Of course, you're not going to get nearly what you would get out of it if you were selling it fully refurbished and, and fixed up and all of that. But maybe, just maybe, the time, the effort, and the money that it's going to take to do that is not worth it uh, you know, in, in your world uh, before you sell the house. So if if the house needs some, you know, substantial repairs, which foundation's pretty substantial, 
and you just want to liquidate and you know if it's if it's in an estate and you're trying to split money with with heirs that's a good option that is a good option yeah because we have it listed at morales realtor in divine and we've had probably 20 people look even drop the price and people come in one was under contract and last minute pulled out after an inspection and i mean it's listed as as is foundation problem and I don't know what direction we go because, I mean, what? the land has everything on it, including natural gas and a well. Well, what you're going to need to do is, is find somebody that's willing to buy that uh, and waive inspection because you know it's not going to pass inspection. You, you know that, and, and they know that. Yeah. So why even get an inspection? I bought houses. Uh, I bought a house recently in, in the last six months that may or may not have passed an inspection, but the fact of the matter is I didn't care because I knew that I was going to go in and I was going to remodel this house and refurbish this house and do a lot of work to this house. I knew, in my mind, what needed to be done already, and we negotiated a price based on that. So is there any acreage with this with this property, Don? It's got one acre. It has a concrete slab that's 25 by 35 that I had a shop on that we had to take down. Okay. So, I mean, it's got a place for a garage and another slab in the back and. You know, it's a nice piece of property. It's been a family estate on the Bidley side all these years, so we hate to tear it down because, well, we are raised in there. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I understand where you're coming from completely, and I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, there's sentimental value that's attached to places where you grew up and, and you lived all your life, and, uh, and, and I understand that. But what I will tell you is, uh, if Cindy has got the listing on it, if it can be sold, she's going to sell it. And she's going to be honest with you about your price point. She's going to be honest with you if you need to drop that price point. She's not going to have you taken less than you should be, but she's also not going to be one of these realtors that gives you a pie-in-the-sky number that never sells. So yeah. um, if, there, if I have a real estate transaction in that area, there's only one person that handles that, and it's her. So um, that that's what I'll say about that. Um, Otherwise, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how much are you asking for it? Well, we started out like a hundred and twelve, and then we got down to eighty nine, and that was the last person that was looking at it. And then, you know, they backed out at the end because they look at the foundation. That's the whole thing. Is that in? Is that in Divine? Fifty seven ten. Do you know my brother? Uh, yeah, he's, I used to go on a tractor runs with him. Okay. Uh, he lives there in Divine, and he was looking for an investment property. Um, maybe uh, I can put you in touch with him, or you can get in touch with him, and he can talk to you. And uh, and if you'll drop me an email and just give me some more information, I'd appreciate that. Okay. All right, Don? Thank you very much. Appreciate you calling, brother. Thank you. Uh, let's go to David. David, you're on the Rockin' Home Show. Morning, fellas. Morning. Are you morning. Talking about multi- morning. Go ahead. Are you there? Yeah, we're yes, here. Yes, Go yes. ahead. Okay, I can just barely hear you. Hey, you earlier you were talking about multiple voices on radio programs. There's a station in Houston called Walton and Johnson. These guys have been around for four, almost 40 years in various markets uh, from New York down to New Orleans. And there's a Steve Johnson does three different voices. Uh, there's a black guy, Mr. O, and Mr. Kenneth, 
sort of a gay guy, and then there's Billy Ed the Hillbilly. And this guy is so good, they can argue with each other with overlapping voices, it seems, and boy, they, they can keep you laughing. And they're, and and they're still doing all of those voices today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, Mr. Walton, John Walton, passed from cancer about three years ago, and they've got a replacement for him. Well, nobody could re- actually replace him, but their producer has stepped up, and uh, he's carrying quite a load. And these guys, are, they're fantastic. Uh, people will swear up and down that it's, you know, three different people besides Steve, and he is so good. It, it, best thing is they come at five, on at 5.30 in the morning. Well, listen, man, I appreciate you uh, uh, telling us about that. And if I get a chance, I'm going to take a look and, and see if I can find that and listen to it. So you know, your, your fan uh, commented again that she was not kidding. You have a great voice and you contribute a lot to Jack's show. Oh, how sweet. I'll take that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, yeah, man. I take any compliment I can get. It's I like hard, to, hard and, to be humble. And she made sure to tell us that <laughs> she was not related to you. I hope not. <laughs> That'd be kind of creepy. Well, Don appreciates so that. But, Don uh, appreciates that. Mom, I pr- I Mom is that I you? Appreciate the compliment. <laughs> Very nice. Well, thank you so much for the comment, and uh, we we welcome your comments too. Uh, whether it be home improvement related or music related, today we're talking red dirt and Texas country, uh, but we're also talking about windows and uh, energy efficiency in windows and and the different types of windows that are out there to try to give you the most and best information that you can have to make a good decision if you're thinking about replacing your windows. And there is a lot of misinformation out there, man. There's there's a lot of, of good information, but there's also a lot of bogus and, and misleading information out there. Yes, yes. Uh, just I won't say lying to customers, but I will say misleading them, like you said. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll leave it at that, but it's it's there are some things that are just downright wrong in our in our market when it comes to what certain companies are telling customers and and we're going to kind of try to dispel some of that uh, this morning on the show and uh, if uh, if you're not checking us out on Facebook Live, please please get on our Facebook Live page, check it out. I promise we're not that scary. Uh, we'd love to see you. And uh, love for you to see us. And and uh, sometime, uh, I thought this is something kind of cool because it gives me a chance when we're introducing a new product or we're talking about something in particular about a certain product, I can actually demonstrate and show it on on the feed. Yeah. So that I mean that's awesome. I like that. Um, and and so there, there's a lot of good to this. I'm I'm so excited about us doing this. And uh, my thanks to uh, Dennis Ayot, who's who's with Lead Hub who's our uh, our social team that takes care of all of our everything. Facebook, they take care of our website, they take care of our social marketing. They are the best in the business. And if you happen to be a business out there that's looking to grow your business uh, and you want to do it in a great way, Lead Hub is, is a great company for you to, to partner with, let me tell you. Um, Thank you, Tammy. Uh, I... I, I... I appreciate that. Did she say hi? Yeah, she said hi, and she said you're looking awesome. Oh, okay. So I appreciate that. I do. That's very kind. That's very, 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 very kind. You know, the whole window world family, uh, a lot of folks don't, don't realize that the support was not just from Martin and Debbie. Most of it was, or a lot of it was. But the entire window world family, corporate included 
gave me so much support. They did some pretty special things during they that did. time. They did. Yeah. They yeah. did. They, and Tammy and um, David Maston and um, Steve, uh, they all were very supportive. And I, if I didn't mention somebody by name, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I know that a lot of people throw that, that term around whenever they're talking about their business. Oh, it's my work family. It's this. No. When, this is a family. When we talk about it, we're talking family values. We're, we're talking family uh, support. We're talking family issues sometimes. But we're talking family for real. Uh, how many yeah. corporations can people think of that would take somebody like me way down the food chain and contact them just to see how you're doing? It says a lot. It does. It says an, it does. Uh, a large amount. Yes, it does. And that's why Debbie and I are so proud to be affiliated with, with this company. So, uh, hey, let's get to the phone lines. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Let's go to Ronnie. Ronnie, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Hey Martin, I got a. Hey Martin, I got a question on retro foam uh, in walls, and I want to see the pros and cons. I uh, did a little remodeling this past year, and only had uh, insulation on half the wall, uh, and was thinking about uh, considering retro foam uh, in inside the walls. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Uh, in the rest of your house, do you have uh, bat insulation or blown-in insulation? What do you currently have? I have bat insulation, or on the part that we, uh, when we remodeled uh, the bathroom, that's when we realized that we only had bat insulation. They only uh, went at the bottom, and they, there wasn't any at the top. And so we, what we think is they may have only did half the walls uh, on the whole house. Uh, this, is, this is what we say about foam insulation on the show. It is outstanding insulation. Um, there, there's no debating the fact that it's it's one of the best, if not the best, ways to insulate your home out there. However, you have to have an air conditioning system that is that is two stage, that is set up to circulate the air in such a way that you're you're having a, a, a regular air exchange in your home that you normally wouldn't need to have in other types of insulation because they're not nearly as tight. It turns your home. In, into a walk-in cooler, basically. I mean, it's it's that's that's the type of insulation we're talking about. So, would you be planning on just doing your walls, or your walls and your ceiling, or what are you thinking? Just just the, just the exterior walls. I already have good insulation, blown-in insulation uh, in the attic, uh, but I was just looking at uh, continuing to uh, try to uh, uh, just have the walls done and try to insulate the house as well as possible. Jim, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that the foam insulation, I was just uh, talking uh, yesterday again to a contractor that when he builds new homes, and everything he does is foam, period. However, the home must be designed for it. Um, it's the, the air changes per hour. It's the insulation factor. It must be designed for it. I would never recommend putting foam in a uh, retrofit uh, application. Even if it's just the walls and, you, and you're still leaving the blown in in the ceiling? No, because you're still cutting down the actual air exchanges. You may not be eliminating them as if you insulated everything. I don't know if you got the email that I forwarded to you this past week, but there was a listener that, that uh, emailed me and asked this very question. 
And they had an air conditioning company that came out and said if they put in a uh, a new thermostat and a uh, a two-stage system, that it would be just fine. Somewhat, yes. It depends on the thermostat they uh, they get get, and at the same time they're gonna have to add outside air to the system. And this was the thing that that surprised me is that this particular and I don't know who the air conditioning company was, but this particular HVAC company said that they did not need that if they had a two stage system. No, and and I don't know that that's accurate. It's not as far as my knowledge, it's not accurate. Yeah. Um. Just a two-stage system, yeah, it's only going to turn on. The two-stage is designed to turn on exactly how much cooling you need. It does not uh, help with the air changes in the house. Right, right, and, and you have to have fresh air in your home. You, you do. The EPA standard is six changes in a 24-hour period, and it's two-stage does nothing to keep that going if you foam the house so i mean take take our opinion for what it is and that's an opinion but if in my opinion if you're just doing the walls and three quarters of your house is insulated otherwise right now i don't think you're going to have a problem at all uh if you were doing all of your walls and your ceiling you absolutely would have to have a house that was designed for that Thank you so much. Hey, you're welcome, Ronnie. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Let's go to Cindy. Cindy, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Hi, Martin. I've been thinking about getting a um, a, a generator for my home with all the talk of the power grid failing. Does it continue to work if the power grid does fail? Absolutely. Uh, uh, A generator typically runs off either natural gas or propane, one of the two. You can also get diesel generators, but the, the, the most efficient and the most effective are propane and natural gas. Uh, also, the, the, the least um, fumes and, and potential problems. They are working completely independently from whatever power source you have. If it's the power grid, if it's your, your local co-op who's providing your power, I mean, it's all the power grid, but if it's your local co-op or if it's a city power source, when that power goes off, if it's set up this way, and, and most of them are, it automatically, within a few seconds, kicks on and gives you an alternate power source that is powering whatever portion of your house you've chosen uh, to size for. Now, some people choose a larger generator that will power everything in their house, their air conditioner, right. their their refrigerator, their you name it. If, if they have it in the house and it's electric, it's going to be on and it's going to be working. Now, if you have natural gas... Uh, it's unlimited until the point that you can't pay the bill anymore. Or the natural gas is there's something interrupts that service. Or something interrupts that service, which is highly unlikely right. due to right. a weather event. If it's a propane, um, uh, a propane powered generator, uh, you typically in a large fifty, what is it? Uh, not a fifty, a five hundred gallon propane tank. Mm-hmm. In a 500-gallon propane tank, that will typically run your house, depending on the size. If it's a large house, let's say it's a 2,800, 3,000-square-foot house. If it's a 3,000-square-foot house... That's the size of my house. Okay, so there you go. So if you have a 3,000-square-foot house and you want something that's going to run everything in your house, you will probably be moving up to a water-cooled system versus an air-cooled system. That is a jump in price 
to be sure. And, of course, it's also going to use more fuel. So if you have a 500-gallon propane tank, it's typically going to run your house solid for about four to five days. But four to five days is longer than it typically takes to get the power back on. Now, I know that in, in Snowmageddon, that was not the case in many places. But normally, that's the case. And then the only thing I'll add to that, Martin, is if it is snowmageddon again and the temperatures get that low yeah you may have problems keeping pressure with the propane with the propane yeah at that case the natural gas would be better uh, more effective if you have the option right but if, if you're you rural and if you don't maybe get dual fuel so if it does get too cold you can switch over and run the generator off diesel off diesel yeah right so lots of stuff to consider, Cindy, and and not the least of which, of course, is going to be the investment. You know, what's your what's your return on investment? How much is it worth to you? And um, and I mean, I've seen prices out there, depending on the size of the generator, anywhere between seven, eight thousand dollars, all the way up to fifty thousand dollars. So, uh, so, what would it uh, typically cost for a house of, um, say, right under three thousand square feet? Just based on my experience and the quotes that I got on my house. Um, I am guessing you're probably going to be around the twenty-five, twenty to twenty-five thousand dollar mark. Okay, that's okay. the power of the whole house. That's the power of the whole house now. Now you can get generators that will just power your refrigerator and your heater. freezer and, and your heater. heater. That's right. Okay. And maybe a few lights, but right. they won't power the stove, your washer, uh, your dryer, washer and dryer, um, the air conditioning. It right. will power the heat, but not the AC. Um, there's just you, there's so many different options you can do. Okay. Um, so what is your thoughts on um, – I've seen solar generators. What is your thoughts on that? I don't really have an opinion on those. I don't know enough about them right. to give you a, an accurate opinion on it, Cindy. I'll be honest. Okay. 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 All right. Well, thank you for the info. Cindy, thank you for calling. Appreciate it very much. Don, who is that? That is Coetzel. Love it. Love it. See, I got I got to start immersing myself in this stuff. I really do. I mean, my my uh my Texas country goes way back, but I'm not up with all the stuff that is super hot right now and i know the co wessel is hot so yeah this is a fairly old song a couple of years i think well i gotta i gotta get back i gotta get deeper into that i've i get kind of stuck in one genre and then then i i don't listen to a lot of other stuff for a while and i'm starting to get way into texas country yeah. now that's what i've been listening a little to beyond for the last week. pat green though. a little bit beyond yeah. pat green yes mm-hmm. it is yeah a little little more edgy very nice very nice thank you sir Hey, welcome to uh, anybody who's listening today. We appreciate you tuning into the show. It is the Rockin' Home Show, after all. Uh, we've got uh, some some great folks tuning in on uh, on Facebook Live. If you have not checked us out on Facebook Live, please do. Please like our page, uh, follow us, and then share with all of your friends. And that's how we build uh, a little following here. Uh, we think, we think, we hope. If you like the show, your friends will like the show. And uh, always looking for for suggestions too. If you uh, if you have a topic you'd like to hear us discuss 
on this show or see us discuss on this show, uh, please let us know. Drop us a line. Drop us an email. mbomba at windowworldtx.com is where you uh, can drop me an email. And him, Jay Smith, at windowworldtx.com. Pretty easy. Yes, very easy. So uh, uh, Martin Bomba and Jim Smith, by the way, if you don't know us. And we are here to help. I didn't use Don's voice. Don appreciates that. I'm sure. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines, and then we are going to get uh, after the after the bottom of the hour break. We are going to get into our uh, into our talk about Windows and R value versus U value versus Energy Star standards, and so on. And then, of course, today we're going to be talking about our top five Red Dirt Texas artists of all time. Uh, we'll be getting to that as well. If you got something you want to talk about, love to talk to you. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Good morning, Pam. Welcome to the show. Don, can you put Pam up for me? Thank you, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. I've got you. How are you this okay. morning? I'm doing well. I have a 4 by 8 wooden shed, not insulated, and I need a non-electric safe heat source to keep the water softener from freezing on these few nights where the water temperature dips down. And it, it, has, it has to be non-electric? I don't have any electrical source out there. The only other thing I could do is run an extension cord, which I really didn't want to do. But I need something that I can feel safe in using, like fire hazard. Well, that's why I would suggest, yes, getting a heavy-duty extension cord. Don't use a, a light-duty, but use a heavy-duty extension cord. And uh, there's a couple of different ways you can go. Uh, what I would suggest is using a greenhouse heater. And a greenhouse heater, you can actually put a thermostat on, and if it drops below a certain degree... Uh, a temperature it kicks on for you okay so i just need to keep the shed above freezing and and that will do it uh how large okay. is the shed four by eight. Oh yeah that that would be perfect uh these are made specifically for greenhouses uh although they can be used anyway they're just called a greenhouse heater you can get them on amazon they're not mm -hmm. terribly expensive and then you can also get the thermostat that is sold separately, and you plug into that thermostat, and then you plug that into your power source, and you set whatever temperature you want it to kick on at. So if you want it to kick on at 45, it'll kick on at 45 and keep it above 45, um, or, or even lower if, if you don't mind dropping a little lower than that. So uh, that would be a good way to go. How? And it's not – I'm sorry – how difficult would it be for uh, you to get uh, a, an electrician to get power to that shed? I think it would be not cost effective. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, uh, it's it's going to require a pretty long extension cord to get to the fifty foot, a hundred foot. How long? Probably a hundred feet. Oh. Okay. Well, the extension cord is probably going to be the most most expensive part of your <laughs> of your uh, package there. Well, unless I could. Go from the shed into a bedroom window. That's, I guess, that's a possibility. Uh, yeah, but then the bedroom's going to get cold because the window's <laughs> well, going to be cracked. It's a room that we don't use. You know, it's just going to be. You know how often it freezes here. <laughs> yes, ma'am. You know, I suppose we could put up with it just just to keep the thing from freezing. Oh sure, and and that'll do it. And they're made to be out. Uh, outside these particular types of heaters they're not terribly expensive and they are effective you know okay. there's there's uh technology out there that we can power a uh gate opener or enclosure through a battery and a solar panel i wonder if there's any kind of heat source 
I don't know about that. If if there is, I'm sure that it's very short. Um, uh, you know, short running time. Right. You know, because you got to think that with the, with the gate, it's a short burst of power. Right. A couple of right. times a day, maybe. So, uh, yeah, I, not that I'm aware and, of. I'm not again, saying that there's not. And then again, the main uh, time that you're going to need that power. Is it's not going to be the when the sun's down. out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that that's my suggestion for you, Pam. I think okay. that's probably the best suggestion. So uh, give that a try and let me know how you like it. Okay, I sure will, and I thank you a lot. Thank you, Pam. Appreciate you calling right. this morning. Uh, let's get to Mike. Mike, good morning. Welcome to the Rockin' Home Show. Good morning, guys. Hey, uh, going to be replacing a fairly large, about 800 square foot wraparound deck. Um, it's currently... Uh, pressure-treated pine that's worn out. What is your opinion on composite decking uh, versus cedar or pine? I, I absolutely love composite decking. Uh, in fact, I, I took out the pine deck on the front and the back of our home this past year that we had and replaced it with composite decking. Uh, there are a lot of different options out there. There are some that I like better than others. The prettiest one that I've seen out there um, it, 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 you know, when you're comparing to Trex and some other ones, Azek makes a very good-looking deck, and uh, yeah. and 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 it'll look good for years and years to come. You don't have to worry about restaining, resealing, re anything. You just have to wash it off and keep it clean. That's it. What about uh, part of this deck is direct sunlight virtually all day, and a thermometer that I have out there sometime will get up to. 120. Well, that's uh, the any, that's the other nice thing about about certain composite decks is their surfaces actually stay cooler than do natural wood decks. Okay, and the plastic component in them will not melt. Nope, they are tested and no, definitely will not melt. Uh, they are tested and engineered to withstand that type of of weather. Okay. All right, just wanted an opinion. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Good luck to you on that, Mike. Appreciate you calling. Had a comment. Uh, how to get rid of sink gnats? How do you get rid of sink gnats? Yeah, you want to address it? or There's a couple of ways to, to help ensure that you don't have them in the first place. Uh, one of them is, is of course, keeping your, your disposal clean. Um, lemon slices are a great natural way to yes. do that lemon or any kind of citrus slices if you have orange that you had that morning for breakfast you know tear the peel up drop it down give it a whirl um but lemon is extremely good lime is good uh that's one way to keep it nice and fresh there are also uh fresheners that you can drop down in there uh that also helps uh anything that will keep food particles and any kind of stagnant anything that's going to attract the gnats is what's going to help you eliminate it uh simply Killing them is not is not the answer. It's you want to eliminate what attracts them. Exactly, and also if you have an automatic dishwasher, a lot of times that drains into your disposal or kitchen sink drain. Correct. So sanitize the the uh, the dishwasher. Uh, you can get the little uh, discs that keep that clean. Yeah, and so, and you can run a you can run an empty cycle. It'll flush everything out, right. keep it nice and fresh, and that should eliminate your gnats, uh, your sink gnats. So hopefully that helps. That's a hope. <laughs> Pardon me. Let's uh, let's get one more caller in here before we start uh, talking windows. Angel, good morning. Welcome to the show. 
Good morning. Uh, I just have a quick question. Um, I have an 8KW generator, Generac, and I'm just trying to find out because I'd like to use it in my shed from time to time to power up my power tools and just to get it running from time to time. Okay. And all I'm wanting to know is the um, grounding rod, I'm pretty sure, needs to be about eight foot. But what about the gauge of the grounding cable? Ooh. <laughs> That's going to be uh, for, for 8KW. I would probably say at least a uh, number 10, possibly a uh, number 8. And that's if you're using max uh, wattage out of the uh, the generator. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, so 8 to 10. Yeah, I would go eight just to be on the safe side. And brother, you don't have to go eight feet with that ground <laughs> no. rod, but four feet is more than enough. Okay, okay. Yeah, you you All have right. to you have to think that your um your transformer is typically uh for feeding a house is typically about ten kVA, which is more than eight thousand watts, trust me. But Mm-hmm. They're gonna run four, maybe five feet. They're not running. They're not running the eight. House. They're not running eight feet. No, no. Uh-uh. they're not. Okay. Eight eight feet is gonna be for a six hundred volt power feed. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So there you go. Well, that that makes sense. That'll work. That'll work. Well, hell, I appreciate that very much because I have this generator and it's just been on standby and. I want to run it. That you you got to run it because if there. if you don't, when you need it, it is not going to start. But whatever you exactly. do, whatever you do, if you're going to use it for the house or anything in the house, first thing mm-hmm. before you ever fire off the generator is go out and turn the house power off at the main. Because okay. if the house power comes back on mm. at the same time that generator oh. is running, could fry some stuff. Also, if the house power is turned on, even if it's not hot, you're feeding the trying to feed the entire uh, grid with your little eight uh, eight eight thousand watt generator. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Which would be well, as I effective? It, which would be just as effective as the grid during Snowmageddon. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> <laughs> did I say that out loud, man? I'm so sorry. You did. I'm so you sorry. Did. <laughs> oh my goodness angel thanks for calling man appreciate it brother all right appreciate it i'm gonna be getting a call from the grid people now uh nah, nah. Er- okay so so shirley says the sink gnats are in her bathroom sink not in her okay that it's, it's uh, pretty simple um get some uh bleach um i would say full solution don't dilute it uh pour about uh two cups into the sink let it sit for five or ten minutes, and then run the water for about five minutes to rinse it down, and you pretty pretty much killed your sink nets. There you go. I mean, okay. it's that simple. Uh, Dennis, hang on a second. Uh, we're going to get, uh, in, in fact, we're going to get to Dennis, and then we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk windows because we are, I mean, what a great day for callers. What a great day for, uh, for, for, I mean, this show is just flying.
Yeah, we'd fly I'm telling by. you, man. But let's get Dennis in here. Hey, Dennis, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Dennis Jimenez. How you guys doing? How you doing, brother? How can we help you this morning? Just fine. Just fine. Here, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, changed out in the kitchen uh, sink the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the stem on the cold water and, uh, of course, put it back in. It was doing fine. And next thing you know, when we turn the uh, hot water on, you, you have that uh, knocking. I thought maybe I'd tell my wife, maybe the uh, uh, got air in the line somewhere. You did. Yeah. That's that's a that's a water hammer. You you did water hammer. Yeah, I couldn't think of it right off. Yeah, okay. What uh, could I do about it? Take up, take it off or uh, and uh, try to flush it out. Is it you only hear the hammer at the kitchen sink? Right. Okay. Then uh, I would say that you need to open the hot and cold all the way. Okay. And. and Possibly uh, let those run for about five minutes. That should clear the air if it's just trapped at the kitchen sink. If that okay. doesn't, if that if that doesn't do the trick, what you're going to have to do is turn off the cold water supply, go in the house, um, open all the faucets in the house, the cold water. Okay turn the supply back on and then go back through the house turning off the faucets in order from the farthest to the closest to the water supply that's okay. how you clear a water hammer that's in the whole house there you go okay, i could do i could do that uh underneath the sink then with the cutoffs right yes sir Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Hey, Appreciate Dennis. It. Thank you, man. Thanks for calling. Thanks yeah. for thanks for listening. As always, want to say hi to Kim. Hi, Kim. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, watching this morning on Facebook Live. Again, it's the Rockin' Home Show. Just got to look at it on Facebook and uh, and and please follow, uh, like us, share us, get us out there. We we, we want to reach as many people as we possibly can. We we do have a topic to get to today, and and we are pushing it. We we may get to it. Uh, Window World, Window World, and Brickstone. For all of your home improvement needs, exterior-wise, let me tell you, uh, you won't find a better company anywhere. You won't find a, a more reputable company. Uh, we are so proud of, of our uh, about 1,100 reviews. Uh, our Yext rating, by the way, um, is a 4.84, which uh, is incredible. Um, just very, uh, very proud of our teams. I will say that. Tell the folks what that rating is. That is a cumulative overall rating of satisfaction in the marketplace, and uh, and and uh, it, it's it's what companies are kind of judged by uh, when it comes to ratings, reviews, and customer satisfaction. So, a four point eight four. I was told we are top twenty in the entire United States of all window worlds, which uh, which makes me feel pretty good about what we're doing around here. So caught up now in pretending. What we're seeking is the truth I'm just looking for a happy ending All I'm looking for is you Came upon the way long way Yeah, yeah it's kind of hard to beat that That is such a fun song to dance it to It is a great song to dance I've danced to. many times with uh, my wife, of course my daughters, again, it, it's just it's such a fun song. It's a good to. one. It's a good one. Pat Green is just, man. 
So we we ran so far out of time today. Thanks to our great callers for that. We don't mind that at all. Uh, we were supposed to talk about U value and R value and solar heat gain coefficient and energy star right. standards and window material types. And obviously, we're not going to get to all of that today. No. Uh, not going to be possible. Uh, but we will say uh, that if you'll tune in two weeks from today, next week we've got a best of running. Two weeks from today, I promise you we will block out at least one segment and talk about all of those things. Okay, Because yep. yep. I don't want to rush through them right now. Right. I really don't. Uh, but we will be talking about all of those things and more when it comes to windows. Two weeks from today, uh, we will be doing another top five list two weeks from today as well. Today's top five, top five red dirt Texas artists. Don, you want to give yours first? Sure. All right, let's do it. Here's my, not in any specific order as well, okay? So number one, we'll go with Cody Johnson. Uh, Number two, Jason Bolin. And the Stragglers. I don't know if you heard of them or not. I saw them. I saw them about three weeks ago. There you go. Once or twice, I've heard of them. There yeah. Randy Rogers Band. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whiskey Myers. Like wow. it. Now I'm going to go old school. And any kids that are listening, check out Graham Parsons and the Flying Ooh, Burrito. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're going the, way back, man. But I like that's, it. That's you're almost like with, the grandfather. But, but wasn't, was Graham, Graham was from California, wasn't he? Yes, but... The music. We're talking about the music. That's true. So that's you know, true. It's not necessarily where he came from. That's it's just, right. It's the kind of music that uh, that that he was a part of. Anybody yeah. can be a red dirt rocker. And, and we we discussed that uh, before the show today. That that red dirt really encompasses a lot of different states, but primarily it started, depending on who you talk to, uh, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. And migrated quickly to Texas, mm-hmm. and then it kind of blew up in those two markets, and, and now you've got Red Dirt artists all the way up to what, Canada. What I feel is that it started in Oklahoma. They Keep an do, eye on that time, brother. They couldn't do anything with it, so it migrated to Texas. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe, that, <laughs> maybe that's it. I, I don't know. Okay, let's, uh, let's uh, give your top five. Okay, uh, again, no particular order. Um, Josh Abbott. Uh, Wade Bowen, uh, Pat Green, Robert Orkeen, and Steve Earle. I like it. That's a good list, too. And to see what I'm saying is you can't – there's no way to, to do a, a real list on this because there's so many good ones out there. My list, Randy Rogers Band, Kevin Fowler, Pat Green, Jerry Jeff Walker, and number one on my list, anytime you're talking Texas music or Red Dirt music, Charlie Robison. Uh, I mean, just – he is – I mean, he is just the guy that, yeah. that the other guys looked up to and came up with. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and, and rest in peace, Charlie. What a, what a great talent that was gone way too soon. If you want to drop a line to Jim during the week. It is Smith at windowworldtx.com. You want to drop me a line, drop it at mbomba, that's M-B-O-M-B-A, at windowworldtx.com. Uh, check out our Facebook page. It is the Rockin' Home Show on Facebook, Rockin' Home Show on Facebook, and that's where you'll find this show every week, 9 to 11 Central Time. Tell your friends, share it. Please share the page, like the page, follow the page, share the page. That's how we share the love. So what's the next top five? Next top five. Next top five. Let's do the... Hey, Dennis, what do you want the next top five to be? Eighties hair bands, Ooh. top five eighties. I like it. <laughs> right. Good choice. Sweet. Good choice. Hey, uh, we got the automotive show with Louis Sirianni coming up. Till then, uh, want to wish everybody peace and love. Go out and spread some kindness and make the world a better place. We'll see you next time on the Rock and Home Show.
Slowing down 